Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Well, I am glad you're here today. And if you're at home today online, we want to welcome you too. We know that there's a lot of people worshiping that's out today due to the weather, due to the sickness, all those variations of things. But I am glad you are in the room today. There is nothing like being with God's people and being encouraged in our faith, gathering together and seeing what God can do. Are you glad you're here today? Come on. And... Uh, If you join in with us as a congregation, as a family, we want you to know that's what we're here for. We're here to encourage each other's faith in Jesus, keep running the race, and uh, not giving up. Because lots of times in life, uh, things can begin to try to shut us down. We have been in this teaching series that we have titled Gates, and uh, we started it last week, and we learned that Jesus said he was going to build a church a people uh, that have been caught out of darkness into the wonderful light that the gates of hell or the powers of darkness could not shut down. And we're learning what that being that church is, is all about. And I'm excited you came today because the message that God put on my heart due to uh, me thinking maybe, you know, nobody's going to show up uh, today I, I kind of thought about it in a little bit. I'm like, you know, I don't want to if I want to give this message yet because, because maybe nobody's going to come, and I really think it's a message that we all need, need to hear, and I started to hold it uh, until next week, but God said, no, no, no. You don't need to hold this. He wouldn't let me hold it. So you showed up today, and I believe that God has something in store uh, for you today in a special, special way. So I've titled this week, Uh, week's message, uh, the shackle shake. Come on, somebody. The shackle shake. Because we all need to learn how to shake some shackles, don't we? Literally, the powers of darkness want to put shackles on us. In other words, hold us back from God's power and the potential uh, plan that God has for our life. And and so we got to learn how to do the shackle shake. Shake, you know, you know, the shake those shackles. Uh, I would love to come up with some better dance moves, but that's the best I got right now. And uh, if you've got a, a better dance move for the shackle shake, you can let me know a little bit later. Uh, that would be awesome. But what shackles us? What what shackles us? What holds us back? Oftentimes, from the power of God working in our life and through our life. Oftentimes, it's past mistakes, isn't it? Because the enemy will begin to shackle us. The powers of darkness will begin to shackle us by getting in our mind and making us think that, you know, because of something that happened in the past, God can't use you. And then oftentimes, the, the, the present troubles shackle us. Oh, man, you know, I, I just got so much on me. I don't know that I can move forward and see God do amazing things through my life. Then other times, you know, it's, it's future pain. We can't tend to begin to think about what might happen if we forgive that person. What, what kind of pain are they going to bring me in the future? Because they brought me some pain 
in the past. They said some things. They hurt me. And oftentimes we begin to think about the future pain that we're going to experience, and it keeps us from moving forward with the great things that God has for us to move forward as, as a people. It happens in the church world all the time. Somebody got, got hurt in, in a church meeting. Somebody said something. Somebody didn't treat them exactly like they thought they should be treated. And because they think that that's going to continually happen, guess what? The enemy shackles them, shuts them down from God doing something amazing through them. So today we're going to learn how to do the shackle shake. Come on. And we're going to learn how to shake some of those shackles and, and see what God can do. If you have your Bibles with you today, I'm going to invite you to open it up to Acts chapter 16. Now, Acts chapter 16 is all about two people being put in a dungeon, being put in shackles, Paul and Silas, because they were sharing the good news about who Jesus is in a community known as Philippi. And as they were sharing this good news and moving forward with God's power and God's purpose for their life, they encountered a, a young girl who was moved by a, another spirit, not the spirit of the Most High God, but another spirit, and she had the ability to, to basically tell fortunes. And there were a group of people who were basically making money off of her. In other words, they, were, uh, they used her to tell people their future, and because she could do this, they were making a lot of money off of her. But as Paul and Silas moved in this community, she was following them around, and she was saying things, and she was exasperating Paul. And Paul, one of these leaders who was sharing the good news of Christ, basically turned to her, and he says, look, in the, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you know what, that you, you, dark power, need to come out of her. Her life was changed, and because her life was changed, these people couldn't make money off of her anymore, and they got upset. And because they got upset, they went to the city officials and said, these guys are saying some things to upset our community, hurt some things. And the Bible says uh, the officials took these guys and they put them in a dungeon. But can I tell you something? Because of this, God showed up in a powerful way and they did the shackle shake and God continued to use them and do amazing things through them. See, oftentimes things happen in our life that will will stalemate us, but, but God can use it if we learn how to do the shackle shake. So let's look at the account of this story and talk about it a little bit. Acts 16, verses 22 through 30. The Bible says this, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in, into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. He shut them down. He, he put them in a dark place. They weren't just in a prison cell. They were in the inner dungeon, a dark, lonely place. The Bible says this, around midnight, in the darkest part of the night, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations, and all the doors immediately flew open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. 
The jailer woke up and, and to see the prison doors wide open, and he assumed. You know what assuming does, right? He assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword because he had been charged, do not let these prisoners escape. He drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul, one of the prisoners in the inner dungeon, who was singing these amazing songs, he shouted to this prison guard, stop, don't kill yourself, we are here. Though the prison doors have been swung open, the shackles have been shaken, we are free. Guess what? Paul says, we didn't make a run for it, we are still here. Now that's an amazing context there when you begin to examine that they had the opportunity to run for their life, but they stayed where they were for God to use them in a powerful way. The Bible says, he says, don't kill yourself. We're still here. The jailer called for the lights and he ran to the dungeon and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and he asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, this is a real miracle that happened while Paul and Silas were trying to spread the good news about who Jesus was in Philippi. However, they were shut down and they were shut away. They were isolated. They were in the dark. And God opened a door of opportunity for them to move forward with their ministry. Oftentimes, you need to understand the powers of darkness, which is plural, are wanting to shut down the ministry that God has for you. And the ministry God has for you is on purpose and with a purpose. All of us are called to have a ministry, to do something with our life, to administrate the good news and the power of God through Christ Jesus in our life and spread that good news around the world. That's what it means to be a minister. It don't necessarily mean hold a microphone. It means, you know what, allow God to use you and display his incredible power through you in the face of the powers of darkness and see what God can do. God is doing amazing things. And so this is, is, is a real life miracle that's a historical miracle that's recorded in our scripture that really happened to Paul and Silas, but it also has some metaphorical meaning for our life today. And that metaphorical meaning is for us to remember that no, no, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how dark it seems to get, for us to understand that the enemy is always trying to shut the church down. Remember, Jesus says, I'm going to build a church that the, that the enemy is not going to shut down, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And so if you're a part of the church, understand the enemy is trying to shut you down, shut you out, shut the ministry God has for you out, the, the purpose that God has created you, you for. And it's metaphorically for us to understand that he cannot shut us down or shut us out from God's plan if we, if, if, if we remember who God is and we take our rightful position in who he says that we are. In other words, we got to learn to do what? 
the shackle shake. Come on, somebody. And what's interesting is we can read this story, but God has given us an invitation in his word in Psalm 100, how to do the shackle shake. In other words, how not to let things hold you back when, whenever, you know what, your, your mind begins to get a hold of you. Circumstances begin to ho- get a hold of you. The past begins to get a hold of you. Your present troubles begin to hold, uh, get a hold of you. You know what? All of these things cannot hold back God's plan for your life if you'll choose to do the shackle shake. And again, every one of us have the ability to do the shackle shake. And how do you do the shackle shake? Well, if you have your Bibles, flip over to Psalm 100. There's five short verses there in Psalm 100 that the Hebrew people would sing this song, and it it really gives us insight into how to do the shackle shake. What Paul and Silas were doing in that prison was the shackle shake. In other words, they were put there because they were being used by God, God's powerful hand in the community, but the community didn't like it. And so they put them in this dark place, in this dungeon, But guess what? It didn't stop them from their purpose. And it didn't hold back God's amazing power. Why? Because they chose to do the the shackle shake. And I'm inviting you, my friend, on behalf of God to receive this invitation in Psalm 100 and let's all do the shackle shake and see what God can do. Look what it says here in Psalm 100. It says, shout with joy to the Lord. To the Lord, all the earth. That means all people, not just the Hebrew people. But here, it's literally saying all the peoples of the earth need to learn to shout to joy to the Lord. And it goes on to say, worship the Lord with gladness. That word worship there is better translated as serve. Serve the Lord with gladness. You want to know how to do the shackle shake? You got to learn how to serve the Lord, your God, the most high God with gladness. And again, this word is is better, better translated as serve because really that's what worship is. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, it says, offer your bodies up as a living sacrifice. This is basically your true act of worship. It's how, how God works. And so Again, we have to learn to serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge the Lord is God. He made us. He created us. He rescued the Hebrew people out of Egypt. He has rescued us. He's made us into a special of people because of what Jesus has done on a cross in this day and time. So all the earth has something to shout about. All the earth has something uh, to, to really begin to understand and acknowledge who God is. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Anybody thankful for the rescue today? Come on, somebody. Anybody thankful? Put your hands together if you're thankful today. And then he goes on to say this. He says, go into his courts, into his presence with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So if we are going to learn to do 
the shackle shake. The first thing that this passage begins to help us understand is we have to learn to serve with gladness. Not because we have to, but because we get to. Do you know that God, through Christ Jesus, has set humanity free from the penalty of sin and the power of sin so that you can serve the Lord with amazing gladness? The Bible says this, we are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good work he created for us to do before the foundations of the world. Are you glad to serve the Lord or do you feel like you got to come up in this place and do something? And again, the reason we serve the Lord is we're created to do it. We're created to be in relationship with him, to be on his team to be a part of what he's doing in the world. That's why we offer all these serving opportunities here. It's for God's people who have come out of darkness to step in to the amazing things that God has created us to do. And so I find it fascinating that God would choose to display his amazing power as we serve to, to the dark principalities of the universe. So I like to think of it this way. is. I like to think of it as, you know, I'm in this incredible stadium, this, this earth. And, and I'm not only serving on your behalf or my behalf. I'm serving because I'm on display in this big stadium called the earth to the dark powers of the universe on behalf of God. And he's the one that empowers us to serve, and we get to serve to display how awesome he is, how glorious he is. So I like to think of it as I'm, I'm like the Georgia Bulldogs last weekend. You knew I'd work that in the sermon, didn't you? And not only were they on display in that stadium to tens of thousands of people, but also to hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of people watching a game on a field. And guess what? They were playing with the intention to win. They went out there and served on that football field with the plan to win. They, they gave their best effort, not because they had to, but because they got to. And so as we step into the arena of life in this earth, understand God created you to serve. And God expects his best out of you. God expects he put his gift in you and he wants that gift to partner with his church to serve the earth in order to display to these powers and principalities in this grand stadium how awesome he is. It's like a cloud of witnesses you know, that, that surround us and we're in this amazing stadium. And so I find it fascinating that I get to serve and I don't have to serve. It's why I do what I do. I don't come here because this is my job. I can get a job doing anything else. I come here because, you know what, this is what God has called me to do and be a part of, and it's his family, it's his church, and I get to serve. I get to be a part of an amazing ministry to do amazing things to administrate his goodness into all the earth. And if we're going to shake the shackles, we have to learn to serve with amazing gladness. You know, I, I didn't understand this when I first came to Christ, when I first stepped into his family, when I was first forgiven of my sins. I, you know, I was like, praise God, he forgave me of my sins. I'm not going to go to hell. 
But I didn't understand that God didn't just want me not to go to hell. God wanted to step in my life and empower me with his grace to do amazing things on his behalf. And I remember when I stepped into the church, you know, I first started serving. I was a landscaper. I did, I did landscaping all that just to beautify the, the, the building and the grounds. And then I, I ran some sound in a, in a church. And I was just getting around God's community. And as I was serving, guess what? God began to nudge and shape my life and guide my life in the direction he wanted to take me. But it started happening the troubles, you know, that I, that I face today, the mistakes I made in the past, the future um, fears that I had that, that God can't use me because, you know, I don't have a certain education level. All of those things begin to diminish when I stepped in to serving. This is why it's so important for us to learn to serve the Lord with gladness because God begins to reveal his incredible power in you and through you when you choose to do it. But guess what? Many of us stay shackled all of our life because of past mistakes. And we think, God can't use me because I did this, 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 and this. My friends, you need to do the shackle shake and start serving. Others of us are like, man, you, don't, you just don't understand my present troubles, I, the challenges I got in life. No, no, no. I, you know, I don't understand all your present troubles or the challenges you got in life. But the reality of it is, is when we begin to do the shackle shake, those present troubles begin to diminish. Understand, Paul and Silas had some trouble in a prison, but they were doing the shackle shake. The future, the future things I began to imagine in my mind, you know what, and, and, and they began to, to hold me back from my potential I, 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 those things can do it if I don't learn to do the shackle shake. And God is inviting all of us to serve with gladness. Think about it for a minute. Jesus, the one who saved us from our sin. You know what the Bible says? For the joy set before him, he endured a painful cross. There was a painful future out in front of him before he allowed himself to be nailed on that cross. But the Bible says because of the joy set before him that people would understand God's amazing power and God's amazing love through a cross and a resurrection, Jesus did it anyway. He served anyway to the point of dying on a cross whenever we didn't even deserve it. Jesus still took on his ministry and did what he was supposed to do. He did the shackle shake. In other words, the enemy's not going to hold me back is what Jesus says. I, I am God in the flesh, and I'm going to exhibit God's power over you, enemy, in the face of pain, in the face of all of these things. I'm going to still do it anyway. Anybody thankful in this house today that Jesus chose to serve <laughs> even when it hurts? He's our, he's, our, he's our coach. He's our gladness. But not only do we need to learn to serve, we have to learn to sing. The shackle shake happens when we sing. Did you notice Paul and Silas in this dark place began to sing songs? But it was songs that released the power of God and God did a miracle in this, in this place by, by sending an earthquake and shaking those shackles loose. That was a miracle, a physical mirror, miracle, but it's a metaphorical miracle for you and me too. Listen to what Psalm 100 says. 
says it this way in verses 2 through 4. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. He created us. And we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. In other words, it's speaking here to a group of Hebrew people, and it's saying, because God rescued us from Egypt and allowed us to come out of Egypt and build this tent of meeting and this temple, when you enter these temple gates, be thankful to him for the rescue. And so what it says is when you and I enter into into God's amazing presence because of Christ Jesus, we should always enter with thanksgiving because of the rescue. It goes on to say this. It says, go into his courts, into into the, the, the innermost present places of the Lord with praise and give thanks to him and praise to his name. Songs of thanksgiving, sing songs of thanksgiving. We don't come up in here and just sing songs about us. We sing songs about Jesus. And we sing songs of thanksgiving because he's rescued us. We thank him and we praise God's powerful name because he is the guidance in our life. We're the sheep of his pasture. In other words, that's what praise is, is I'm praising him that he didn't leave me in slavery, but he brought me out. And now he's like a shepherd, and he guides my life every step of the way. He gives me green pastures to nourish myself in, but I got to learn to follow the leader and give him amazing praise. In other words, he's for us, not against us. And you can praise his most holy name. Come on, somebody. You can sing some songs of praise because he chose not to leave you in darkness. And again, this is what Paul and Silas are doing. They're singing. I oftentimes think of Paul and Silas in that dungeon, in that inner jail cell, in those shackles, and they're, they're basically in there for something they didn't even deserve. Remember, they were beaten before they were thrown in. And they were shackled up. And you know, we don't even know if they were in the same jail cell. Possibly there was a wall in between them and, and they were isolated. They were both in their own jail cell. And they're in there because the powers of darkness wanted to hold them back from their God of potential. They had been beaten. They, they, they still serve anyway in the prison. And the Bible says they break out into to these amazing uh, songs and these hymns. And, and they're singing and God begins to do incredible things in their life. But I often think about this and think of Paul. He's been beaten across the back. Probably got some big old flicking knots on his head. He's in shackles for something he didn't even deserve. He's laying in the bottom of a cold prison cell in the dark. The Bible says it's midnight. And there Silas is in another cell, a wall in between them, lonely, sitting there shivering in the cold dark. And all of a sudden, Paul is laying there all bound up, and he starts doing the shackle shake. Amazing grace. 
And then all of a sudden, Silas is over here and, and he's cold. He's laying on his side all, all curled up like a, a little infant, a little baby because he's in so much pain and he's, and he's hurting and he hears Paul sing. And all of a sudden, Silas says, that's saved. Oh, wretch like me. And then they both start joining in. I once was lost. And, and the prison walls start shaking. I once was lost, but now I am found. Come on, they couldn't care a tune in the bucket either, but they're singing to the glory of God. They're singing songs of thanksgiving because of who Jesus is. They're singing songs of praise, and the shackles begin to shake, and all of a sudden, every prison wall flings open. Every prison door flings open. Man, what power can be displayed if we'll choose not to camp out in our present troubles, in our past mistakes, in the future pain that could be caused, and we choose to sing a song of thanksgiving and praise. See, you want to see some shackles come off of you. You want to be set free to do the amazing things God has created you to do? We all learn to do. Need to do the shackle shake. Come on, shackle shake. Serve. Sing. And then lastly, it's all found right here. It's an invitation by God. Psalm 100 is simply an invitation by God for you and me to be set free into the potential he sees in store for us. To display his amazing power to the powers and principalities of the universe. See, a lot of us are striving to do ministry so another person can see. But really, ministry isn't just about so people can see. Ministry is because there is a spiritual realm with darkness working in every possible way to hold humanity back from their God potential. And ministry is about breaking through that so the gates of hell don't hold God's church back and, and the world is transformed because of the power of God. And so here's what we also have to learn to do to shake those shackles is we have to learn to share. Everybody say share. It's what they do. Did you get it? It's, it's what... Paul and Silas did, but listen to what it says in Psalm 100, verse 5. It says, the Lord is good, and his unfailing love continues forever. Amen. In spite of the challenges I have, my personal troubles, my present troubles, my past mistakes, or my future pain, God's, God's love, it says here, his unfailing love continues forever. Yes. In other words, he's going to keep on loving in spite of you and me. It goes on to say this. It says, and his faithfulness continues into each generation. In other words, when we are unfaithful, God is still faithful. God's going to do what he says he's going to do. But by faith, you got to learn to do the shackle shake. And the way you do the shackle shake 
is not only, you know what, begin to sing these amazing uh, songs. We have to learn to share who God is and what he's doing. Look what it says, Acts 16, verses 26 to 30. It says, all the doors in the prison, when they began to do the shackle shake, immediately flew open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. In other words, it wasn't just their chains that fell off. It also, it fell off of other people in the prison. It goes on to say the jailer himself, the one who was charged to hold them in the jail, he woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He's in shock and awe, and he assumed. He assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword, and he's like, man, my life has no value anymore because I have failed at what they have charged me to do. And and the, the ones that are over me are going to beat me and I might as well just kill myself and take myself out because I have no future. So he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, yes. stop. Don't you kill yourself. We are here. We ain't gone anywhere. We didn't run. Though we were thrown in here for something we didn't deserve, Hey, we're still here. We could have run because the doors flew open, the shackles fell off, but we chose to stay right here to let you know that God's power is available to you, jailer, just like it's available to me. And you may think it's over. You may say, hey, I'm, I'm finished. But Paul says, stop. We're right here. And then the jailer called for lights and he ran into the dungeon and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out to ask them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? In other words, you know what? I, I want the God that you're worshiping, that you're singing these songs of thanksgiving and praise about here in this, in this prison cell, that you continually serve even though you're flat on your back and you've been beaten for something you didn't even deserve. He says, and, and you stayed here on my behalf in, in spite of what's going on. He says, I, I, I want to know that God. Amen. Amen. I want to know, know the power of that God in my life. Yes. Not, not because you said something, Paul, but, but because you displayed something. Yes, you displayed that, that, you know what, shackles don't hold you in darkness. You displayed that though it may not be exactly what you plan to do, you never have to stop doing ministry at the bow of darkness. Paul, you believe in God. Silas, you sing these songs of God's amazing grace. You once was blind, but now you see you are sharing by your faith in the midst of darkness. And I want some of that power. I want some of that promise. I want some of that purpose. See, it's in our lowest moments sometimes friend that the greatness of God can show up in the most powerful way and my friend if you were here today and you were ready to give up and you feel shackled
from the amazing future that God has in store for you and the purpose he has for your life. I invite you today, just like this jailer did, turn your heart towards an all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at one time God. And let's not let the powers of darkness hold us back from our God potential. My friend, maybe you already belong to Christ Jesus and you're stalemated from your purpose because you have chose to believe what the darkest darkness says to your mind over what God has said to your heart. Let's be a people who serve. Let's be a people who share. Let's be a people who sing God amazing praises. And let's see the shackles fall off in the world around us. Darkness will not prevail. My Bible says so. Because of Jesus. You say, you're on the journey. I'm on the journey. But I do believe that God has swung some gates wide open for us to run into our potential. But we have to choose by faith to do it. Again, let's learn to do the shackle shake and see what God can do. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your amazing grace. God, I thank you so much for the miracle you did in Paul and Silas's life. And God, though it was a physical miracle, it was a, a time and place in history that you did something amazing. God, may it speak to our hearts as a metaphor today about not letting the powers of darkness hold us, hold us hostage any longer. God, I pray for people here to learn to do the shackle shake, serve you with gladness. God, sing songs of thanksgiving and praise because you're a rescuer and you're one that guides our life. And God, learn to share our faith as we watch what you can do. And may the world around us see your incredible love and your incredible power because of who Jesus has done, what he has done in us and who he is and what he is doing through us. God, may we be a people to do the shackle shake. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.